Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. You guys are in for a great episode tonight. I am all fired up. I've got friend of the show, third time on, Jordan at Zips Cards. Jordan, what's going on? Just glad to be back. Uh, got Sounds like Ken has some fun stuff to talk about. I have some fun stuff to talk about. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to be back and to dive right into it. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's Friday. Uh, I played golf today for the uh, for the first time in, in many weeks. So much going on in my life. And uh, I shot a horrible front nine. And an exceptional back nine. So leaving, why, leaving the golf course, it. I felt great. <laughs> yeah, that's why you do it. I uh, I told you I played this week. I, I walked in Shenacosset, um, and we got it was like super cheap. It was like twenty five bucks at like four twenty p.m. We walked through like twelve holes, and then it just got too dark to see the ball anymore. So then we walked back in. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, played you know some holes good. Some holes not, but that's we play them for the good ones. That's what yeah, keeps coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always great, you know. Like when you, it's it's like being at the casino, right? And you win, and then you leave, and you go home thinking, oh man, I I know how to do that. Like I'm I'm a winner. I'm going home a winner, right? So yep. on the golf course, if you're gonna shoot, I mean, if you're gonna hit, you know, birdie something or play great, you might as well do it on the last few holes, and then you could leave with a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah. So, so let's get started. Um, you know, I did two episodes with uh, my good friend Rob, sports card therapist, and we talked about the show in Stanford for the first and you know part of the second one a little bit. You know, we talked about our experience down there. We, you know, we talked to people. They said, "Hey, the show wasn't that great." And we talked about that. Um, I know I talked to some people who said, look, there was this little window on Saturday that, you know, if you were selling, that was like the best part of the day. Besides that, you know, it was pretty slow for two days. Um, I showed up with Rob on Sunday. Um, I went looking for you because I knew you were set up. And you found my table. I found your table. I found found your man, Vince. Uh, and I chatted with him and he said, no. He said, Jordan's not here. He sold everything he came with yesterday and went home and said, no, no reason to come back. And I said, wow. Right. So then we talked and just like, I'm listening to the episode. And you know what? I had a great day. It was a great show for me on Saturday. So I'm bringing you on. Right. Let's talk about it. I mean, tell me what happened on Saturday that you sold every single card you brought to the show. Yes. And it actually it goes back to national. Because when I was at National, I had all the right players and all the wrong sets. So now I had all the right players and all the right sets to find optimal liquidity. At least it worked for me. We're talking 
the the main lot it was like pretty much all basketball and one football card um the football card was a jalen hurts nt rpa it was like a horizontal out of 99 that i had bought raw and it ended up getting a psa 10 um and then i had like a cade cunningham uh finals ticket contenders out of 49 bgs 910 uh paolo bancaro blue ice prism psa 10 uh and then anthony simons who just got a big bump because of the damian lillard trade that was optic on card auto out of 25. That was pretty nice. So you're um, saying bas- basketball was just, you know. Yeah, and, and I yeah. I had basketball question. stars. The coolest card, not the most valuable in the in the big lot I sold and like my big sale was this uh, flawless out of 25 on card auto Bill Russell. So cool. So, mm-hmm. so cool. But I ended up, you know, I, I was able to buy them at a good price and I was able to move them at a good price. Um and I, I sold this huge lot um, and then, you know, a couple little sales here and there. And I started walking around um, with some cash in my pocket, able to make some good buys. Because like you said, I mean, other than me, a lot of dealers didn't seem to have a good day. Um, so I was able to buy a couple cool things, make a couple cool deals. I ended up leaving with um, a messy color blast from Obsidian in the Argentina jersey that I acquired at 550 then the next day there is a $700 comp on it. So that's always nice. Um, and you're talking, it was a 450 trade and a hundred dollar bill I threw at to get yep. this card. So nice. uh, that was great. Um, and then I ended up buying a three card lot. It was a Tatum silver prism PSA 10, uh, Anthony Edwards, fast break prism red at a 125 PSA 10. And a uh, it was a SGA, Choice Prism Auto PSA, uh, not Auto, sorry. Choice the blue, yellow, green PSA ten. And I ended up trading that to Papa Smitty for uh, Tyrese Halliburton Mosaic numbered out of fifty. Is like a color match. It's like a purple. It's I, I like I like Halliburton a lot. Um, but the reason I moved that Shea is because I don't need any more Shea. I ended up I had all that cash from selling. And there's a guy on Facebook I know in the woods of Rhode Island. It's a good guy. Um, and I ended up buying a SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander National Treasures RPA out of 25. Nice. Um, it's not the true vertical, it's the horizontal, but still, still pretty nice. Um, so I got that. It's not like an insert one either, it's just a horizontal hmm. RPA. Um, so, so pretty eventful so- weekend. Yeah, so let's just go back. So on your sales, did you sell all these all your cars to one person? Was it one person coming in coming in buying a lot of everything? Or was there groups of people? Like was it a number of sales? Was it one sale? Just break the, it down a little. I, about ninety percent of the sales went in this one deal. Okay. Um somebody you know? Yeah, I mean on Instagram, uh uh, Boston sports cards. You probably know them. Everyone probably knows them around here. They came in with a with a bunch of cash, and they pay strong because they can move stuff strong. And I grade most of my stuff, so I have built in margins for myself. So it's great. It's a perfect mm-hmm. uh, perfect storm for what yeah. happened. So, so were you sitting there with after they were done with like uh, just a handful of cards in your case, or at that point did you were you just like I'm just going to go shop? Yeah, Ken, I had like the you know, the $250 and under slabs of soccer that like will move that are obs- the obscure stuff that I love 
that no one else loves. So I have these basketball cards to sell because all the other sports are much easier to sell than soccer, in my opinion, which I've said m- multiple times, but <laughs> it breaks my heart, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I had those and I was like, all right, I'll just like, I, I have a, my wife's pregnant. So I'm like, I'm not spending two days in at, at this show. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I made my money. I'm going to go hang out with her, watch football and just chill at home. So that's what I did. Great weekend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. So, so one question I do have though. So you, you're buying all these cards. So a lot of times I'm at a show, if I go buy cards immediately, I go back to my table you know, I, I, I re-sleeve them, I price them and toss them back in my case. So were these cards that you didn't feel to throw back in your, you feel like throwing back in your case now? Was it cards you were going to be grading? Were these cards not graded? I mean, I know you just talked about some of them being graded. So, mm-hmm. so, so your decision to say, okay, I bought these cards, I'm going to take them with me. Um, but I'm not going to come back to the show. Are you selling them somewhere else? Did you, did you think it would be better to sell them some, I, Tell me what, sure. what your thought sure. process was. So with uh, the Anthony Edwards Prism card I bought, I bought like that a uh, lot of three cards at around like 75% comps because they it, it came out to a decent number. Yeah. A lot. So the guy was able to cut me a deal on them and I'll probably sell that specific card. And this is something I think maybe people don't necessarily know. But like there are some cult followings for certain players and they have Facebook groups where you can just you can move them to I'm going to move that card to an Anthony Edwards collector for probably fifteen hundred on the dot. Like I so I I bought that card at like seventy five to eighty percent and I'm going to move that for probably a hundred in the Anthony Edwards group. Um. I know there's a big Patrick Mahomes rookie card group that you can just move your Patrick Mahomes cards for 95, 100% comps, like just easy. Um, so trying to have the outlets to sell certain things. And then like we're in New England. I mean, the PSA. You, you do know that you do know I'm going to get flooded with people saying I could get 95% comps on my Mahomes cards. Somebody tell me where this Facebook group is because I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> you just got to. You just got to know, I guess. Um, But there's a ton of Facebook groups, weird Facebook groups that you can just find. And um, you can move them. Like, I know there's a lot of soccer groups I end up moving my soccer in. But I actually just threw a bunch of the lower end stuff up on eBay auctions like an hour ago. Um, And, And do you have much luck? I mean, obviously, you're saying this. You have good luck in Facebook groups. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been talking. And I've been saying this all along that I have trouble in these Facebook groups. The only group I don't have trouble in is the women's soccer, the NWSL and women's soccer groups. Like people are so like they communicate and and they're always getting back to me. And then I go into these other groups and and I had this literally I had this happen to me last real quick, though, Ken, I want to talk. You said in that women's soccer group. when you sell or buy cards, is there a lot of comp talk in that in those discussions though, or no? Well, to some. I mean, we all know but, what what the price is on the cards. But people aren't like trying to get crazy big deals in that group, though, right? Or are they? 
when you say crazy big deals, like they want to buy cards at 60 or 70 percent or right, crazy that's big not deals happening. that they want to buy a lot of cards. Right. They, they're not trying to buy at 60, 70 percent. Correct. No. no, because kind of like what I just said with the Anthony Edwards group or the Patrick Mahomes group, that's a niche group. Yeah. You find the niche collectors. Yeah. They're going to pay it because they need that card. You know, with yeah. Trendy Rodman, you need you need that Trendy Rodman. And we all know it. We all know what the price is on the card. Right. Right. Yeah. And a, lot, exactly. and a lot of what happens, you know, and even though it's in the group, somebody has a Trinity Rodman card and say, I know the comps on it are $250. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go throwing it out there and, and for everyone to see, but I'll, I'll private message them and I'll say, you know, hey, I know you've got you got this card for sale. You're asking 250. What's the best you can do? And in my mind, if I'm like, I want this card at 220 or 225 or 230, or maybe I'll just say, I'll just do 250, but whatever. And I'll communicate with them, right? And I'll say, hey, you know, would you take 225 shipped or 230 shipped? Mm -hmm. And they may say yes, or they may say, no, nah, I really want the 250. And then it's back to me to, to make a decision. But this is what I'm talking about. This is really good communication. Yep. Right. So yep. last night, last night, it was a perfect example, you know, in the, in the hockey cards for sale on Facebook group. Right. A guy's got and I always see him on there. He's got a ton of cards on there and he put up a whole group of cards and I picked out some, you know, four cards. And and I and I knew what his comps were, were right around one thousand ninety dollars. Right. Wow. In Canadian money. One thousand ninety dollars. Is that like 70 percent? Uh, so it'd be like. Yeah, it ends up being like seven hundred and something. Dot. I mean, I can I can figure out the comps. I've yeah, purchased yeah. cards on here before, so I I mean I can figure out you know the the exchange on the money and figure out what the price will be. And then it was like a twenty minute back and forth, and I'm going to send you pictures. And he seemed pretty honest. He said, "Well, this card, you know, is is much better than that one. There was a two, three of the cards were raw, and one was graded." So he was pretty honest with that in the pictures. And and I said, hey, what's the best you can do on all four shipped to the U.S.? Right. So then he starts asking me questions. What group did you see this in? How are you going to be paying? You know, and I told him the group. I said, I, you know, I'm going to do uh, uh, PayPal and. Uh, sorry, I'm going to do PayPal. And. Uh, he says, well, are you going to do goods and services or friends and family? So I said, I'm going to do good and goods and services. I don't know you. Right. Right. And he says, I have a ton of, by the way, I have a ton of vouchers. Okay. That's fine. I said, so again, what's the best you can do on all four cards? And he says, all right. So look, I'm asking 1,090 Canadian for all the cards, but throw me an offer. Right. Okay. That's what he says. So I throw him an offer of 900 Canadian. He reads it and he never responds back. I said, maybe he's thinking about it. <laughs> Sounds like a reasonable offer at the very least. Yeah. I mean, for, for four cards, three are not graded. So, and I'm not looking at them. And once they get shipped to me from Canada, I I'm stuck with these cards basically. Right. Yep. So, yep. so I'm buying them like, Oh, you know, I'm not asking for 50% comps on it. Right. Uh, I'm I'm in right around 80 to 85% on the cards, right? So nothing. This morning comes, question mark. He never responds, right? So 
like, I know we're doing this podcast tonight. So I say to him, and I'm going to read this, what, what I messaged him. I said, hey, just curious. I have a podcast and talk about my interactions and experiences buying cars from all different places. Can you tell me what you were thinking when you decided to ignore my offer and not respond back to me? I mean, no disrespect, but it would be nice to it would be nice to be able to know what you're thinking and try to use this information moving forward as a lesson. I'm thinking on my side, you said, hey, I have tons of vouchers, so you must do a ton of online deals. What was it that that made you decide you didn't want to do a deal with me? Again, I mean, no disrespect. I, I just want to know what you're thinking because I see yeah. him on all over the Facebook groups. Nothing. I ne never heard back from him on there. Yeah, like what's so off-putting? You said you offered 900 on 1090. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like 82.5%. So that's, that's a respectable offer to at least get a counter. Yeah, maybe he might say, you know what, 900 is a little low. Yeah. You know, 950, 960, something like that. And you know what? I may have done the deal still at 950 or 960 because he's shipping from Canada. Yep. Right. So maybe a little bit more on there. I understand that. But just to look at my offer and then just like, that's it. I'm never, never responding to you again. And and when I sent him that thing, he read it immediately because I could, you can see on Facebook when somebody reads something immediately and then just, that was it. So either he was a scammer right? Or he just decided, you know, I don't want to deal with this dude, but this is what I run into all the time. And, and, you know, maybe I shouldn't get upset, but I'm thinking to myself, here's 30 minutes of my time. I'm going, I'm comping out these cards. I'm going back and forth. He's taking the time to send me all these pictures. Like, why does it have to end so abruptly like that? I, yeah. I don't know. I just, sometimes I just find it a waste of time and it turns me off sometimes. It turns me off. Like I'll see other cars. I'm like, oh, cause now I, I have a bad taste. I remember what happened last night. And then uh, tonight I may see a car and be like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. And I, like I got right before we started recording, I told you, I got on kind of similar cause I told you something and then you were like, oh, wait till I tell you this. <laughs> I just posted on my Instagram story, uh, Tatum Silver Prism for 900 bucks. The last three sales are a grand, eight something, and 900. On Instagram, there's this guy who claims he's from Boston, so he, he knows all the Boston markets really, really well. He must not have known I'm from Connecticut, so I also understand that. Um, Jason Tatum, PSA 10 Silver Prism, pretty popular card. Probably a bunch of people listening know that card, know about what it's worth. Um, Last three sales were a grand, 800 and some change, and then 900. So he told me that the card is inflated recently, but the last three sales are over like a week span. So it's not like, you know, I mean, it's kind of some time that it's been up a little bit. Celtics are hot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hype on them. Um, so uh, he basically told me that the card's worth 725. And he wanted to offer me six twenty five because that's his comp on the card, rather than actual sales. Like, I, like I'm just supposed to be like, yes, your brain is so superior to mine. I can't interpret data, and I will. <laughs> you are the new alt, sir. Yeah, you know. But I think so, that yeah, happened. I, I feel the same thing, and it, it didn't trigger me that much. It's just like almost like how he was wording it was almost like kind of like condescending, like. 
he knows he knows better than me he knows better than he knows better than anyone on what this high pop commonly sold card is worth it's it's about as easy to value as anything i think you know what i mean it's just sold so much yeah but i i i think there's so many people in these facebook groups that do that they just see every single thing and they they don't know where you're at and if you need to sell it quick or not it's like a guy i play fantasy football with that sends these ridiculous trades like almost every day you know he wants to trade like somebody he just got off the waiver wire for like jamar chase or something you know (laughs) And, and 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 like I called him out on it and he's like, Hey, you know what? If, if one person, if I send a hundred of these and one person accepts it, then, Hey, I got a great deal. Right. And I'm right. sure that's the same thing, you know, on the Facebook groups, but at least they're, at least he commuted, at least he was enough to be condescending to you to say like, this is yeah. my offer. And, you know, and, and did you just ignore him and just like say, forget this guy and go to bed? Or did you say, Hey, no, I, you know, thanks for your offer, but I, I I'm all set. No, I took, I mean, I told him, I was like, I'd, I'd buy it at 625 too. I told him, yeah, that's, that's a great deal. I Sign me up. I'll, I'll buy yeah. them all day at 625. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree with you. 625 is a great price. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah. sometimes like you just want to yell at people. I got at Stanford though. I actually had someone come up and lowball the hell out of me out of this Corbin Carroll rookie I have. And if even if you don't know baseball, you know this guy is as hot as can be in baseball. Diamondbacks just knocked off the Dodgers, you know, moving along. And he, he offered me like $25 for the card. And then literally 10 minutes later, someone came up and gave me like $80 cash for it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, where are, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? So and that happens to me all the time at the shows. And I, and I just expect that. I mean, I'm putting myself at that table in that position that people can come up and offer anything they want. That's why I put prices on all my cards because people kind of know where I'm at. Like right. here's the starting point. You have my price to begin with, and now and now we can negotiate if you want. But if I've got two twenty five on a card, and you come up and offer me fifty bucks, you know, it's it, the card is still two twenty five. You know, right. like that that type of thing. But I expect that. I mean, I, I don't get upset with that. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I understand that people. You know, it's like me. It's like what he said. Make me an offer. I felt I made this guy a fair offer at yeah. 900, 80, 80 something percent comps. Right. I mean, I could have been at 50 or 60%. I could have said 650 or 700, but I'm like, you know what? We, it was, it was 1030 at night where we've been yeah. into this for 20 or 30 minutes now. Like, let's just cut to the chase and get the deal done. And, and yeah, I was, I was a little offended. You could tell I was a little offended. I got fired up about it. Right. Yeah. I, and honestly, when someone puts the ball in my court like that, like says, hey, make me an offer, I feel like just respect wise, I have to make like, I can't, I'm not just going to lowball the hell out of someone. Like, I, I just won't. Like, I'll, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least be around like 80% when I off, when someone's like, make me an offer, I'll probably be around 80%. Yeah. Which, yeah, you, and, you're running that off. Got- you could be lucky to get what 80% is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, another five or 6% to negotiate with maybe, maybe mm-hmm. 10. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you, um, you know, moving forward, I know where you've been. Like I, you know, we talk a lot, we see each other at the shows. I know what, I know what you're doing, but moving forward, like, are you changing anything up as far as, 
you know, what you're doing in the hobby as far as the buying and the selling and the grading. Are you doing any differently? Has that been working for you? Or like, I'm just, I'm just sticking to it. Rinse, rinse, you know, repeat type of thing. Or are you like, mm, I, I think I may need to make a few changes or, I mean, just, just tell me what you're thinking now that, you know, that you're, we're coming into, a, you know, a, I want to say another year we're coming into the fall, right? Hockey and basketball are starting footballs in full swing. You know, what's your thoughts? And, and now you're a little cash heavy too, right? Cause you just sold all your cards. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, pretty much I, I'm doing a little bit of both. Like, I mean, the SGA I bought is, is probably the biggest raw card I've ever bought. Um, so like a BGS nine did like 3,700 recently. Wow. And, and uh, what, what, which card was that? The, it's a, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, okay. national treasures. And that's yeah. at, got scanned in at PSA right now. It's an express order. Um, and I, and I lowballed the declared value to be express cause it should be the, the one, I think it's super express, the one above it. Yeah. Um, it's that for, for me, like that's, that's a fairly big card. Um, but also like, I, I it's almost like too big, like where it's like how many people are going to be able to buy that at a card show. Yeah. Um, now, did you get into that at a really good, I, I think you said earlier, but did you get yeah, into that? I, I bought, I bought it. I bought it at a good price. Um, yeah. you know what I bought it at and what it's worth. Those are different things. So like, regardless, like what I bought it at, I'm not going to sell it at like, yeah. And do you think the person that you bought it from at that price, do you think that they were like glad to unload this or I mean, depending on the price you got it at, or did you think like, I've, I've spent a fair amount of money with them in the the past month. So, um, if I come and give them cash and they give me good deals and, Hey, you know, it's, it's, I, and another thing too, is I almost feel like it's, it's not my place to ask. Like they, they came to me with the price I bought it at, you know? Yeah. So they said, Hey, take it off my hands for this. And I just said, yes. Yeah. Like, um, I, I showed them comps. We went over comps and they said, Hey, this is what I wanted at. And I was like, that sounds great to me. Mm. Um, after I made the sale at the show, I immediately messaged them like, Hey, when can you meet up for it? Cause I need that, you know? Um, but for me right now, like I'm still grading. Um, and I had a lot of people reach out to me asking like to prep cards for them since I, uh, especially after that Jalen hurts that national treasures RPA people reached out like to, to grade cards, but not to grade them, but like to just prep them and see what's what I, and I, I'm like almost conflicted because I feel like that's so much liability. And like, I don't want something to happen to a card and then me be like the jackass of the hobby of like, Oh, zips cards. He, he ruins cards or he's this. And it's like, I don't even want to put myself out there. So I think like, like if I have a, friendship with someone i'll just help them do it like i you know i've you know i've helped you a couple times with at least looking over cards like i don't mind doing that yeah but like opening it up to just have people send me cards and then like i don't want to 
I don't want to send cards out and then be on the line for someone's grading fees. And it's like, what if it's a bad grade and they're like, just yeah. screw you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And, and but I anyways, have, like I'm still I, grading uh, now that I have a little bit more cash. If I can buy some slabs at a good percentage just to flip and then avoid all that, sending it out there and getting it back, then I'll try to do that too. Yeah. Um, just if the deal makes sense, I'll make it happen. But I try not to, I try not to limit myself to like, you know, this is what I'm doing. I try to just it make it fluid if it makes sense to do it, to do it. But I feel yeah. like a lot of people are like that. Yeah. And I, I think I think, too, with prepping cards, people are under the assumption that if you send your card to somebody to prep it, it's automatically going to be a 10. Right. You know, no. like and, and you know, you could do what you want to the cards and you could make this card look like a 10. Right. Or, you know, fix it up. So so it, it could gem. But I think the grading companies um, are, are all over the place right now that that same card and they've been proven. You can keep sending that same card in and it'll keep coming back as different grades. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's no guarantee with that. So I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, you're putting yourself out there and, you know, people people could be, you know, could get upset if they. You, you know, if they pay you to prep a card and then they send it in and it comes back an eight or an eight, five or a nine and they were yeah. expecting a 10. I mean, they can throw you on blast quick and just say, well, you didn't know what he was doing. But yeah, a, a perfect example actually came from you. There are two cards, I think. Um, one was that gold, the Sophia Smith, that like if, you know, that corner was a little whatever. So it just yeah. kind of smoothed it out. Could have been like an eight with the corner. It was a little jacked up and it got nine. Yep. And someone will be like, whoa, 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 I'm paying you for this. Yeah. And it only got a nine. It's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, you're welcome. It got a nine. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like some people may not get that or the Trinity Rodman auto with like the stain, like she was drinking coffee or God knows what. <laughs> and then the corners jacked up and it, it someone, someone could literally know they sent it and then just want to like start something and be like, oh, you totally damaged this card. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. That's the stuff that like I don't want to open myself up to yeah. at all. So you know that Trinity Rodman I sent to PSA, they received it on July 6th and it's still sitting there. And it, it didn't even get I mean what service I service level did you send it at? I sent it to get uh the, the autograph authenticated. You still and, had to declare a value though, right? Yeah, yeah, I still did declare a value, but that's sitting there. And then I was, I had just been talking about the podcast. I sent another order out. I had an order of 20 cards that arrived there in August that are just sitting there. And I know my one year subscription is coming up with PSA. So I just sent another 20 card order off to them that they received. Um, today is the 13th. They received on the third, I believe. Um, and that, you know, it's 10, that's only 10 days, but that's, you know, that's, that's still sitting there too. So, uh, and, and something I had put out there, uh, when I did the episode with Rob sports card therapist, but have you seen, I mean, I know you just sent this card in super express or express, which they're guaranteed to roll through, but yeah. when you're sending it in, um, with the, uh, uh, I can't think of the name, bulk, what is, the value bulk, the value bulk. Have yeah. you seen a delay in those now? Um, I mean, right now I have one that's in there September 15th that got there and it's in grading right now. So, I mean, like that's about okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So I feel that's like better, 
that's better than what's happening with me then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Cause I feel like usually it's like four to six weeks. Yeah. You yeah. know, so Cause everything I was sending in the spring, everything last year, I was sending April, May, June, July, they like clockwork, you know, they were coming it back was quick. Quarter. Yeah. It was under 30 days. A bunch yeah. of them. I yeah. agree. Some of the, some of them were very, very quick. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. They're also stressed me out as I send this big card out there or big for me. Right. It's all relative. So I send this big card for me out there and then PSA's website is acting up and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the worst time. <laughs> like, like I'm like, I really hope they got the card. And like, I was like, Oh, but I, it's all good. It just got scanned in today. So yeah. I was just like, come on. Cause I overnighted it like Tuesday. So yeah. it was there Wednesday and I'm like, what's going on? Cause the it website was down or whatever. And you pay a premium for these cards. Have you ever thought about, hey, maybe, maybe I should send this to another company, to another great well, company? Is, SGC is amazing, besides they don't have the market value. Yeah. And Beckett, I love their slab the most, um, but they're just like, they don't want to, they don't, they don't want to like make money. I don't know what their problem is. I, <laughs> I, I really don't. It, it makes no sense, man. Like everyone else adapted and they're like, no, we're fine. Like, just we're fine. It's we're not going to communicate the steps of the grading with anyone, and we're just going to hold their cards and mm. no trans. We're Beckett, you know that. That's like what they do. It's like they just d uh, dug their heels in. Like we're Beckett, and that's what we do. Yeah, and it's they funny could, I, they literally had an opportunity to just take over it, the whole thing. I, in my opinion, I really I, do. I consumed so much content and there was a, there was a time period there when everybody thought that fanatics was going to go make a, make a move at Beckett. And that's why Beckett really wasn't doing, you know, like trying to become more mainstream that they were just waiting, you know, wait. And, and, you know, when you hear people talking, like you can't believe, you know, half of what you hear, but right. you hear people talking and it's just opinions. Right. But then you start thinking, Oh, maybe, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like what they're saying, it kind of makes sense, but you know, nothing ever happened with that. So yeah, it's it it, it it's interesting with that as well. You yeah. use so PWCC a bit, right? What's that? You use PWCC a bit, like you'll buy there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I only use it once to sell a card one time. Have you bought anything or used it at all since the Fanatics acquisition? Yeah, I bought some cards there. I I've noticed lately though, like I I don't understand. You know, and it's like everywhere else now, even even with PWCC, like I'll see some cards and and I'm very like, this is the price I'm going to pay for a card. Right. And, you know, you have to calculate out the 20 percent and everything else. You have to know what you're doing over there because you could overpay quickly. And sometimes I see these cards that like all of a sudden they're they're bit they get bid up and I'm like, all right, you know, forget it. I'll go, you know, I'll finish Sunday night football, like that type right. of thing. And then the next Sunday I see the same card back in there again being up for sale, you know, on the website. Now and it kind of just turns me off. It's like, uh, you know what? If I'm not buying like unique things on there, like if I'm buying, if I'm going on there to buy like a Patrick Mahomes rookie card or a Joe Burrow rookie, like something like that, like it, it's the, I you look at the prices and you're like, I, why why would somebody pay that much money? You could just go to eBay or your local show and pay less money and buy that card. Yeah. Right? So that that's the way I feel. But there's there's cards in there. There's some Trinity Rodmans. There's some Sophia Smiths. You know, there's just some cards like that there that are not so much mainstream that soccer I does well there. What's I that? Agree. 
Soccer does well on PWCC from what I've seen. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I, you know, I, and, and again, I like know what I'm going to pay for it. This is the price. So when I see something there Sunday night, I go, I calculate it all up and I put my price in there and then I just leave it alone. And, you know, if I get overbid, I get overbid that, then that's fine. Then somebody else, somebody else can overpay for it, but I'm not going to overpay for it. Right. right. There's no sense for it because what happens is you really have to calculate a little further because, you know, there's this thing with them that if you say you buy it and tell them to put it in their vault, right, then you're not paying tax on it and and shipping. But then a couple of days later, you could say, hey, ship the card to me. You're not paying taxes, but you're paying an inflated shipping cost. Right. Oh, so really? it's it's to their, you know, their benefit. For you to do that, like like people say, oh, it's a trick. You can do this. You can avoid the sales tax. Well, you're still paying the same amount, but you're paying in shipping charges instead, and they're making the money on the shipping. Right? Right. It's not costing them, you know, for me, it's not costing them thirty dollars to ship me a few cards. Like I, 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 I've shipped cards out of here from my post office. It cost me ten, twelve dollars to ship multiple cards, but right. they're charging me thirty or forty dollars. So again, it, I, I'm not saying it's a bad place to buy, but you really have to know all all the charges you're going to, all the fees that you're going to have to pay to when from the time you buy that card to the time it's at your house in your can. So it all has to make sense, right? right? So if you're paying the comp price on there then you're overpaying for it before it gets put into your hands yeah have you noticed any difference since fanatics took over or no uh the cards get shipped quicker well that's 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 huge yeah that's yeah. that's that's, that's, that's come, a big deal that's a big deal yeah they, the cards used to come pretty quick but uh, before they you know that whatever happened happened you know before they got taken over they used to come fairly quick and then there was that like month or two months in between there when they were in transition and it was taking them like 20 something days to, to ship a card to you. But now when I ask for a card, so say, you know, if I get a card on Sunday and I ask for them to ship it to me, I'll have that card by Friday. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. About a week. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's nice to hear. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, but again, you just have to watch all the fees you're paying. You have to know what you're paying. And you could think, wow, I got a great deal on this. But by the time you get that thing put in your hand, you're like, well, I think I maybe I overpaid. And have you used other, like, have you used SGC or other, like, grading companies? I I just wanted to loop back. I just wanted to ask because I don't know. I mean, I know we all talk about PSA, both of us. And we're always showing Hey, I got this coming back and stuff. But have you used BGS, SGC? Have you used any other company because of the fees or because getting it back quicker? My biggest card ever I used for BGS. Um, and then when PSA was shut down, I sent a lot to SGC. Um, and a lot of people liked the cards I had. It was just like they didn't want to buy it because it was an SGC. So I ended up cracking a bunch out and sending them to PSA when yeah. they opened back up. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so that that's my story with those. And like, I, I just don't do well at Beckett. I like, it, it just seems like whenever I send a card to Beckett, it just comes back with damage. I didn't know about on the card. Like that's, that's just what it feels like. Um, Man, where did the bullet hole come from? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. It really went through Texas, huh? So like, I just, um, I, I don't know what happens, but like, 
maybe Beckett just they just drop the cards a lot. I I I really I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. But I sent I had an on card Kobe auto a long time ago that I sent to Beckett and that was the biggest card I've I've had. Not that it was huge or anything, but that was, yeah. it was my biggest card and it got a nine at Beckett. It was like opulence. It was on card. It was right after Kobe had passed. It was a really yeah. nice card. Um, and then I tried to grade a Holland auto at Beckett and didn't go as well. Yeah. So, And I noticed with Beckett too, like if you have a BGS nine, people want to comp at like a PC PSA eight. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it, I, it doesn't make sense. Cause and like, sometimes honestly, I think they're harder. They grade. That's harder. what I was going to say. Like Beckett yeah. grades very hard. Like the nine is like, it's probably harder. I, I don't know. I don't want to claim anything, but it's probably harder to get a Beckett nine than a PSA nine. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who know? They don't even know. They just, <laughs> they just throw it on there. It's, I, I don't know. It's yeah. really just a numbers game. If the card looks good, send it in and try your luck. Yeah. So, so are you sticking now? I, you were talking earlier about basketball. You're going to stick with basketball now. Are you buying? Are you doing much with football now? Is it? Um, it's just it's just that t- time of the year for basketball. I think um, a lot of exciting things happen. So there's some interest in basketball, and then you know when it gets to like January, playoff picture, the NFL starts forming. You buy the quarterbacks again, and then you sell them in the playoffs, and then. You wait a month and buy the quarterbacks again, and then in the winter you're going to buy the Bowman prospects for baseball. I mean, that just seems to be the recipe a lot of people do. I'll probably try to do that. Something I would like to do is buy some things that I like for, like, when I when – I, my long term is not as long as a lot of people probably, but for, like, the next – three years, two years or something like that. Try to buy that and then just send it to PWCCs to vault it. So I don't just try to move it. Cause I will, I just can't help myself. I, I love transacting. Like, I think, I think my whole thing in the hobby is like, I am a flipper. It's just like, I just like people. I like socializing and I like exchanging cards really is what it is. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. I just enjoy that aspect of it because there's, there's cards and there's people that I'd like to PC. It's just, I can't get myself to actively just hold it. Yeah. I, I don't you, know. Why. You don't, you don't have a PC, right? Do you have a PC? Um, my, my PC is like, uh, the stuff that I have just for pure enjoyment is not cards. It's a Ted Williams statue that has an autograph on it. And like a Ted Williams autograph baseball. Like that's the stuff that I'll just never. There's not a number someone would give me. Well, it probably is, but like you yeah. know what I mean. Like it would it wouldn't make sense for someone to buy it off of me at, at the yeah. number I would sell it for because I could buy like five of them. Yeah. So like I just I don't know. That's kind of the stuff that I like. Is more like cards are really cool for art, but like I, I really like the idea of like game use stuff or more like things you could like kind of showcase as like art. I know you could showcase cards as art, but like an autographed Jersey hanging up. I like those. I just, I like, I like those kinds of things. But um, in terms of cards, I've really been like diving back into like my childhood of like, what, what would I want to like to collect? And I think it's, the U.S. men's national team. I went to a ton of the games growing up. I'm going to one tomorrow in Connecticut. 
Germany, U.S. men's national team. Can't wait. Um, and then is that, at, it, is that at Rentschler, Rentschler Field? Pratt and Whitney is that is that what it yeah, used yeah, to be around the same state? Okay, yeah. Um, that and then David Ortiz specifically, specifically they just like this past year they came out with like in my opinion the coolest card. It's like, uh, do you remember right after the Boston bombings they had the he did the speech where he's like, "This is my effing city." There's yeah. like th- that image on a card. And like, I think that's just awesome. And I love David Ortiz just growing up. That was my favorite player. So um, David Ortiz and the U S men's national team probably is what I would want to collect. And then messy here and there. Cause when I was young, I saw a game at uh, MetLife. It was like the red bulls versus Barcelona when Messi was young, like 17, 18 yeah. playing with them. So. And you're a big soccer guy, right? I mean, I, I love, yeah, I love soccer. And the like, my my favorite team is is Dortmund. But like, I mean, there's a couple, you know, not a couple. There's a lot of club legends, but like the hobby guys, like they're they're not there for long, you know. <laughs> like they're they're like Jude Bellingham, uh, Holland, um, Pulisic. Like they're in and out. You know, that's just kind of how it is. And there's more. Uh, Robert Lewandowski was on Dorman and I mean like they're just they're just in and out I mean there's Marco Royce who's been there forever there's a lot of legends it's just like I don't know you could just buy a bunch of the Dortman like newcomers and then do all right in cards <laughs> and, and when and when do you think the 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 soccer will ramp up again like when they when I mean and I'm not gonna say when it's hot because I feel that a lot of times at a lot of these shows, soccer is just always people that you know, have have your soccer collectors and your buyers and your flippers. They're always looking for soccer at the shows. But as far as like I know, like the women's stuff, we had the women's World Cup that was this last summer, and now like prices are way down. And like I just feel that coming into the Olympics next year, that those you know those prices are going to ramp back up again. You know for like the the, yeah. For the women now, are the, will the men do the same thing? Um, well, I know a lot of people were disappointed about the World Cup because they thought they thought this price jump was going to just be astronomical and like, you know, that's that's what just everyone thought. But really, it was going to be COVID all over again. <laughs> yeah, for soccer and and really like what I thought was great about it was just the sales volume of soccer. Yeah. Maybe the prices didn't jump nearly as much. There still is a little bump for guys yeah. that were actively playing and doing well. It was just like the amount of transactions I thought was just way higher. Um, but I think for soccer to grow, it's got to be something that is beyond the U.S. as cards. Like, and there are people outside of the U.S. that do cards, but like, like on a more macro level, like, when I was at uh, um, the Dortmund game, there were 90,000 people that if they knew there was a Jude Bellingham rookie card, they would have all had one. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's just, they need to understand or like they just need to value it. I, how that happens. I don't know. Maybe, maybe fanatics can do something cool to incorporate soccer more, um, you know, to get people, and I, I don't know why I've always just thought like fanatics should just start like 
trying to dive into the EU market and like go to games and give out free packs or, and people are like, what are these, you know? And it just, it just starts it that way. But I I don't know. I think it's gotta be more than just the U S because the U S is first off, like the MLS is not a top tier league. Like, and the U S is all about the biggest, the greatest, the best, this, you know what I mean? Like we have the NFL, we have the NBA, we have the MLB, like there's just, that's, that's what it is. So. I mean, the card market too, if the, if the flippers thought that, you know, there was good value in flipping those cards, the cards would be moving, you know? Right. But I just think that there, it's kind of, it's, I'm not going to say it's dead right now. Right. Because again, I go to the shows and people come up, do you have soccer? They're looking for soccer. They want to buy soccer. When I buy soccer, you know, sometimes I'll take a soccer card in the trade or I'll see something for sale and I'll buy it. I know well enough now not to buy it and try to resell it or try to flip it. I know I just acquire it and I put it in my soccer box that's over here in the office and yeah. and they're the right players. And it's sometimes, you know, they'll they'll you know, the values on those will come up and they'll be worth, you know, putting out and, and selling. But I know right now it's it's not a flipping market right now on soccer. Yeah, it's it's like there's certain products and certain guys that you can buy and try to flip. I mean, I feel like Messi, I can never hold on to. I feel like Holland, I can never hold on to. Mbappe moves pretty good. I mean, like those obvious guys, like Jude Bellingham, you can't hold on to probably right now. But like, like what I just said, when I did well at Stanford, I had the right cards, the right guys, the, the right this and that. You have to have even more of the mainstream stuff for soccer. I feel like if 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 your goal is to sell it quickly and flip it, right? If yeah. that's the goal, it has to be the that card. You know what I mean? At least that's how that's in my experience. That's how it's worked. Yeah, yeah. All right, look, we're getting on fifty minutes here, but 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 I have to say this: you invited me into this. Um, this fantasy football uh, dynasty league. And uh, I thought you were going to be tearing it up over there. So did I. Yeah. So but, did I. You want, you want to let the listeners know what, what your record is, right? <laughs> yep. So our league does, you can technically win two games or lose two games or go one and one each week. So we have, um, your head-to-head matchup where you can do a win or a loss, and then you have the median scoring of the league where you can have, a, you know, uh, you score it above the median so you get a win or, or not, and then you get a loss. So I am sitting at 1-9 and nine right now. I was 0-8 before this past week, and I scored the second most points in the entire league, but I went up against the guy who scored the first <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the, the most worst points. the absolute worst like especially when you're but at thank god at, at that very, scoring you know. is there because yeah. i gotta win i have a win so i'm one and nine yeah brutal 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 <laughs> that's hysterical but you know what you know dynasties i never did i never did dynasty before you know so i've been doing fantasy football for for a long time and and uh and, and this was my first dynasty league that I've been asked a lot of times to get into a dynasty league. And I just thought, you know, what? it's just, I, I know, I know what getting into the season long, right. That it's, it, it's a lot of effort and it puts a lot right. of time in. And sometimes when it's over, like come the super bowl or, or it's before the super bowl, you know, when it yeah. ends, 
You know, I'm like, oh my God, that was so much work. I don't know if I could do this again next year. Right. So, th- and then I think, oh, do I really want to get into a dynasty league, which I'm going to keep doing all year yeah. long, you know? And then I thought, okay, I'm going to get into it. And my thought was, let's just go out and get a whole bunch of young players. Right. That's what so, I did. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm probably middle of the road. I don't even know what my record is. You, you maybe you could look it up there, but I'm, yeah, I'm middle of the road right now. And, you know, I'm I'm feeling good about feeling good about the team, but um, it, the 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 trade offers that come through, I, I just make me shake my head, right? Well, a lot of them too. You got to think like down the line uh, with with them. Yeah, you're seventh. You're four and six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am tenth. It's a ten man yeah. dynasty league. Yeah. One and nine. Yeah. Oh. And you know, I'm in I'm in four other leagues that. Uh, two of them I'm in first place, and two of them I'm in second place. Right, so I'm used to being in the you know top top one, two, two all the time in, in the leagues that I'm in. So you, you know this bothers me every week to see this being in seventh place thing. <laughs> yeah, well, Jamar Chase finally looked all right last week, so I have some hope. Yeah. Maybe, maybe God, my team put up the second most points in the entire league last week. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Jamar Chase was my first pick and he's playing terrible. So I maybe maybe it's time for a rebound. Maybe I go on a heater. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? There you go. It's still early. It is. It's still very early. I could be three and nine next week. <laughs> you know? No. In fact, in fact, I, I should have said too, I'm in one other league too. I'm in this content creator league. And I think I might be dead last. I haven't won a game yet in that one. Um, and I, and that, that's one of those, uh, I have so many great players. And if you look at the team and if I told you I'm Owen, whatever, Owen five, you'd be like, how are you Owen five? But again, it's like every week, like you did, you know, that I have these great weeks. I just go up against people that are, are scoring a few more points than me every week. So, yeah. but there, there's no, you know, you know, what's funny about that is it's the money, all the money gets donated at the end of the season. Right. So it's not like you get anything at the end. So sometimes it like, it doesn't bother me knowing that <laughs> I'm in last place or close to last place on that. Yeah. One. But, all right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, we'll definitely get you back again uh, in the future. Uh, remind everybody, uh, you know, where they can find you and, and any, any last, last words, anything you want to throw in before we go? Yeah. Selfishly. If you have uh, U.S. men's national team cards, um, mainly Pulisic, Reyna, Balogun, and some nicer Eunice Musa, send them my way um, on Instagram at Zips Cards, Z-I-P-S Cards, um, and I'll take a look at them. I, I think I'm going to try to attempt to just PC stuff, so I'll, I'll, I'll get some stuff. I'll send it off to a vault and try to not touch it for a bit that's that's what i want to try to do and i'm sure after tomorrow i'll be even more gung-ho about it so unless we get blown out by germany then you know stop stop don't even don't even yeah we have a squad right now we have a squad right now we'll be all i think we'll hang in there um i'm excited i mean i i think let's let's see i'll try a prediction and see how it goes i'm gonna say it's a two two draw that's what I think will happen. That's what I think will happen. All right. For this game. Well, 
We'll 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 remember that, and the next time you're on, we'll see how how right you were. And then if if it it's different since you're going to post this Sunday, we'll just edit that, and I'll <laughs> I'll put in the right one uh, to, tomorrow yeah. after the game. Okay, All right. sounds <laughs> good. Well, enjoy yourself at that game tomorrow. I will. I will. All right. Hey, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you.